Welcome to the Trollblood Scrum, the podcast for all things Trollbloods. Get in touch by joining our Facebook group and chat with other troll players on our Discord server. Let's get started. Hey, before we get into the main bit of tonight's podcast, we've just got a few announcements and things so you guys can all stay up to date with what's happening with the Trollblood Scrum. I'll try and keep it short and try and keep it interesting so we can get into the main bit of the podcast. Firstly, you'll have noticed our new intro music. So big thanks to Stuart Duncan for recording that for us. We put out a post on Facebook asking for any Scottish people who'd be willing to record that. Uh, Stuart got in touch. He's done an awesome job. So big thanks. Also, Chris Burnett got in touch and offered to do the same thing. But we do agree to go with Stuart at that point. But Chris has a really cool YouTube channel if you want to check that out. He's painting a circle on me at the moment. It's all secondhand, so he's stripping it back to bare metal. He has a really lovely Scottish accent too, so if you want more of that, you can check out his YouTube channel, uh, More Than Chris, which is M-O-R-E-T-H-A-N-K-R-I-S. Secondly, Trollblood Scrum has been hosted on the Muse on Minis network for the last few years, which has been working out really well for us, but then there's not so much stuff being put on Muse anymore. It's not quite the sort of go-to place for War Machine content that it once was, so we'd been considering changing. And then Steph from Nice Machine got in touch with us and asked if we'd like to be on their network. So that's what we're going to be doing because they put out some really good content. So if you head to nicemachine.com and go to the podcast tab, that's where it's going to be in the future. And you can also check out their podcast, which is really cool. They've not done an episode super recently because I guess because they're busy with running the VTC. But I'm sure they're going to get back to doing that sometime pretty soon. So yeah, the next few episodes we're going to be putting on both Muse and Nice Machine. And then after the next few, we'll be just on Nice Machine. And also, everything from the Nice Machine gets pushed onto Spotify. So if that's how you like to listen to podcasts, that's something that's happening. So next up, we've got some Troubled Scrum objective and flag markers that are going to be coming out really soon. Just putting in the sort of final refinements to the design, and then the STL file is going to be uploaded onto our Discord and Facebook. You'll be able to download that for free and print off some Troubled Scrum objective and flag markers so you can wrap our podcast at your local gaming club whenever it is safe to do so. Uh, yeah, I'm really pleased with how they came out and me and John for sure are going to be printing a bunch off and giving them out at cons and stuff like that. But yeah, if you want them, they'll be available sometime really soon. Uh, lastly, the VTC is running at the moment. So this week's been the first round and then the rest of the games are going to be played at the weekend. So John's playing in that and yeah, good luck to him. In our Discord, we've made a Streamlinks channel and we'll try to keep that updated with everyone who's streaming. And I'll try and put out a ping if anyone's streaming one of John's games, which they probably will. If you want to keep up with all of the draws and the results and everything and, and all the lists as well, you can do that at tiebreak.co.uk slash VTC 2021 slash feed. And that link's in the stream links channel too. So yeah, if you want to keep up to date with everything, that's the best place to be. One other thing, I'm sorry, my microphone settings for this recording were really bad, but there's some good stuff in there. So I didn't want to just like cut the whole episode. So yeah, that'll be fixed next time. I think that's everything. If you want any more info on anything, just get in touch with me or John on the Discord or Facebook. And yeah, let's get on with the episode. When it's dreek outside and the wind's howling, there's nought better than topping up a mug of hooch and enjoying the Creole company of the Trollblood Scrum. Hey, welcome to the Trollblood Scrum. My name's Tom, and as ever, I'm here with John. Hey, once again, how are you doing, Tom? Good, man. Real good. So, listen to questions. I think we're going to first jump on the pairing process, and then after that, we'll pick up all the smaller questions. We've got some real fun ones. So, yeah, the pairing process question is probably going to be the longest because it's not a question you can answer just by saying, hey, play Cole Grimma in this. <laughs> Oof, that's the Cole Grimma bell. I was talking to one of my teammates and his, 
Cold Grandma, Gunny 2, probably like it's a really strong pairing for trolls right now. So it's tough to like talk about pairing and not say don't bring Cold Grandma. But we yeah. I I will attempt to not bring talk about Cold Grandma and we'll see how long it takes to Tom be like, hey, just bring Cold Grandma. This yeah. is, this is I mean, it's gonna happen because we're like I mean again we're gonna be talking a lot about building competitive pair, but also if you're not looking to build a super like tournament level pair, you just wanna be like, I don't wanna work I don't wanna bring two lists for the sake of it. Why am I bringing these two lists? We'll try and cover that too. So the actual question from who? I would like to help figuring out drops. That is the biggest thing that gets me. Um and yeah, I can totally relate to that. I think it's an easy thing to stress out about, especially Depend, depending on how new to the game you are or especially how well you know the wider game. So speaking from my experience, I'm going to tell you this right now, I'm not one person to memorize every single faction or every single rule and every single card of other, other people's army. I am considered what they call a specialist. And <laughs> I know my stuff really, really well. With that knowledge, I can drop into most of my stuff and if I drop the wrong pairing, I know how to play out of it. But mm-hmm. I refer to like my team process here. I refer to my team about every single game I play every week. I put it in my chat. I'm like, okay, guys, this is what I'm playing. If there's anyone on in the next five minutes, give me a shout. We'll talk about it. And then I'll pick my pairing. And that's how I go at it. Um, I'm not really good at doing the, hey, this this is this, this is it, this is why. Um, I could tell you that, though, like, with my pairing I have for VTC, I bet you 90% of my games will be the old woman. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Um, I do. I, do. I might get a Ragnar game in there depending on a certain faction that I'm looking forward to dropping to. Um, that faction will be unnamed for now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's the pairing process is really, really tough um for a troll player going to a single person tournament in a team tournament process it's it's a little different because you can have your dodges right so like you can dodge certain matchups and look for certain matchups in your pair where if you're going to a tournament by yourself you need to spec for like the most common meta breaking lists out there right now you get like strange valve uh what is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, that that's that's out there. That's a really boogeyman right now. You got some like Fiona, yeah, Fiona Mercs. Yeah, you got some really strong lists. Cougar two. Oh, he's going back. Yeah, it's been nice. Sleep him for not being around. On the other hand, we haven't met at the moment with a surprising low number of cricks, and I think as a troll player, that's always a nice meta to be in. <laughs> now we got to deal with Death Archon. So yeah, true. I yeah. think that just replaces a whole faction of cricks. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were gonna go to a non team event tomorrow, what would your pair be? A non team event? Yeah. Are we talking competitive or fun? Or let's first say event, like first event back from COVID? No, let's say it's online and let's say it's like a just like a kind of like the equivalent of local steamroller, so not super competitive, but also you know, you want to do well at it. Okay, so I actually I, I, I am in currently a, a local fun event around my area, mm-hmm. and my pairing is Magic One as as an Azo One. 
but both of them are in VOD. Okay. Yeah. How so, many champions in each of them? Uh, one brick in each. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that pairing maybe gets shut down by. I I actually can't tell you what it gets shut down by because Magic One is really strong into shooting with the setup I have, and then Azo doesn't want to see shooting, right? So he kind of like just destroys any melee. Any melee blob, so like I don't know, it's 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 different. So, uh, that's where I would go to a tournament just to just have fun, so throw some dice. Um, I definitely want to stay away from what I've been playing for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah, okay. So I suppose yeah, change up the pace a bit. If you were going to go to like a con, imagine the VTC wasn't happening. Instead, you were going to a single list, a single player con. What would you be taking as your pair? If I went, if I was going to a con. I would probably bring Cold Grandma paired with X. Unfortunately, Cold Grandma would be my parent. If I'm going to a con, I'm going to a con too. I at least go X and one. And, and Cold Grandma will allow me to go X and one. Sure. No, I totally agree because that's the thing about Cold Grandma. It's not just that she's really good. It's that she has not very many bad matchups I don't find. There's always a couple of things here and there, but generally... She's just good into most things. Yeah, um, Cold Grandma, I don't know if it's so much that she answers a lot of questions. She just asks a lot of questions as well. It, she helps your threat ranges. She helps your survivability because of your cloud wall. Um, also, her feet allows you uh, allows like ask the question, if you want to play shooting list, can it shoot through clouds? Can it? can they afford to have one whole turn of not shooting at all? So, like, that's things that she does. Um, it's like, you got, when you go into, like, pairing process, you got to definitely look at, like, what is the current meta? And, like, you got strange strange ways, right? And you got Fiona, you got Kuga 2, you have these gun, you got Rhett and Falsier, which is just oh, yeah, bonkers, bonkers, broken caster that PP release like always. You have what else? Vlad two is kind of popular at the moment. With yeah, all Vlad two and and Doom Reavers like that's really scary for Cole Grandma if you think about it. But like if you play it, if you play it right, you can easily get through it. All these questions you gotta ask, and then you gotta you find a list that you like. You find a list that will answer to say seventy percent. And then you find your second list is like, okay, cool. If I can't answer cloud walls, let's say you bring Gunny 2. If I can't get through cloud walls, what caster do I bring to support Gunny 2 into a cloud wall meta? Or if you want to stay away from Death Archons, what caster can support his army or her army to get away from Death Archons? And then you got to build from there. And then you build your list to the point where it's like you can survive both. And then also deal with what your what what your X is. That's that's how I want to build this. And so yeah, I totally agree. Um, so yeah, I'm again, Colgrim would be my main list, and just because that's our both of our main list doesn't mean that you have to have that in your pair. But the other thing I like about Colgrimmer is that she has a whole bunch of denial. You know, she stops Pathfinder, she stops shooting, she stops flying, she stops Isle of Sight, she has clouds. You know, a lot of things. I look at my opponent, my opponent's pair, and I go. Okay, I can just st stop you from doing what you want to do and make this a fairer game for me. 
Yeah, so like the one thing that you said there was she stops flying. Well, that's Death Archon. She stopped Pathfinder. Well, that's Death Archons as well because they don't have Pathfinder. They don't have base Pathfinder. No, so like out of sight. Well, you know, okay, cool. That's that's Cloudwall issue solved. And they stopped shooting. So that's like if you want to play into right, like, okay, there goes a round of shooting. So like gives you a full round of setting your army up your champions, your bears, up the table, cloud walling up. Okay, how can you deal with that? Do you have ways of getting Pathfinder? Do you have ways of eye of the sight? If you don't, you're kind of like, hmm, okay. Now they need to think about how do I answer that? So like, it's more of an answer. Like she, she asks a lot of answers, and that's why people usually drop lists into her that are subpar, or they're looking for like a, a hard one turn alpha to get most of her stuff out. So like if I wasn't going with Kogramma, like I said, it would probably be probably Madrak one VOD paired with X. I think that's where I'll be right now. Um I have a really solid Magic One in VOD right now and I played it few quite a few times. Especially in direct I played it quite a few times. And like just strong. Like it's just really strong from shooting, really strong in melee. Like, it's just a list that would answer, but instead of having the cloud wall and instead of having uh, denial of Pathfinder flight and all that stuff, he has denial of charging and denial of, and then healing. And then her, his list together is a defensive skill. So my, defense, my champions are defense 16. Okay, so like, Possible 18 with a Swamp Troll. Uh, from Guns, their defense 16, because I have Guns in the Wasted. And then from Guns, I have Double Valkyries. So it's just like my team, my, my army's just a big ball. If you can get through it, then okay, good for you. But like, it's not going to be easy. But then I guess something like if you had something that has a lot of healing denial and tough denial, that's going to kind of factor into that list. It's not going to be ideal. Yeah, I, I, well, the meta right now has... I wouldn't say it has a lot of healing denial right now. Oh, interesting. Okay. You see a few advocates maybe for tough denial. Avoid archons as well. Yeah, okay, it's for tough denial, right? Um like there's I haven't played into a lot of healing denial recently. Hmm. Right? So like I'm not a lot of people are like, oh, you know, there's a lot of healing denial here and there and there. Well, that's why you have a pairing process. So, like, if you play, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, if you were planning on a pairing for this, you'd be looking. That's when you'd be taking into consideration, I guess. Hundred percent. So, like, now you're like, okay, what, what, what breaks my champion magic one list is okay, cool. A lot of, I guess, healing denial or tough denial would break it. Okay. So then you bring in like a list that doesn't really deny on tough. It relies on more of a high defense, repose, hit hard. As a list, that's what I have. And like, mm-hmm. if you can't hit defense 20 at times, well, guess what? <laughs> you're going to get retaliatory strike, or you're going to get repost, or you're going to get countered. Like, it's just list pairing is like, it's about trying to answer questions for your main list. And if you don't want two main lists, then you just bring like two lists that will answer, that will answer questions, like, or will. Will deny questions, I guess. So, like, yeah. if you have a list that will kill strange, 
Belfeldos, whatever, Strange Ways, whatever, bring it because they won't drop it. That means you have an easy way of playing whatever list you want. Um, I used to run around one list the whole time, and my second list was just there for one, for Cricks. Like, it was literally there just for Cricks. Yeah. And every single yeah. time I walked into Cricks and Nine Slayers, I was just like, okay, well, here we go. Let's go. <laughs> and that's what we played. Because um, this is what the what metal was, Nine Slayers. <laughs> and let's do it. Uh, yeah, and that's the thing. There's a constantly changing meta, of course. And so, yeah, at some point you might bring an answer for Nine Slayers, and that was, that was probably about three years ago i guess now and now it's i mean it was never a thing until karchev 2's rules came back around and people are looking at that kind of list again but yeah i guess that's the thing analyzing the meta and then just being willing to change that pairing as the meta changes i suppose yeah 100 percent um meta is different every area in the world right so yeah well yeah that's the other thing yeah yeah some of us have a lot of heal and denial and like right now i i haven't played in a lot of heal and denial I played a lot of Rhett, a lot of Cougar 2, a lot of some Scorn, a um, few Cricks, not, you don't see them much, Grimkin, um, you don't see Infernals much anymore. No, weirdly you don't. Um, the rare you see CG, and then you see Singar. Like, they don't have much healing denial out of all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think the advice... I'd always give for list pairing is first find a list that you're just really comfortable playing that you think plays into a lot of things because you're always going to do best with the list you want to play. Like if you're really enjoying playing Madrak 3, you shouldn't be listening to this and going, I need Colgrim in my pair. I'm going to drop Madrak 3. If you're enjoying Madrak 3, do it. Build that into your generalist list. And he is actually a really good generalist list because he just has good stats. He, you know, he can hit accurate. He can hit hard. He can have good death. He can have good arm. Cool. Like that's generally good to have. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, once you're comfortable with that one list, look at look at what is around that's going to take that list apart and build a second list that will cover all those matchups. And then I think we talked about this a couple of episodes ago. One really nice thing about trolls is we have a whole bunch of tools, specific tools. So, yeah, if you're afraid of recursion, you can bring Band of Heroes. If you're afraid of randomly something that deals cold damage, you can bring Storm of the North. If you're worried about gun lines, you can bring Carl Grimmer or Gumbion 1, um, who can just deny shooting for a turn, or you can bring Gumbion 2 and just try to outshoot the gun line. There's like a lot of really cool niche to- tools in Trolls that can, like, I think there's, there's a few lists in the game where you couldn't say, oh, Trolls don't have the tools to deal with that. It happens every now and then, but generally, I think Trolls have the tools to deal with almost anything. I think Trolls have the tools to deal with anything currently right now. The problem is you only go to an event with two lists. Mm-hmm. If you give me three lists, I might be able to cover 95% of the field. But like most events are two lists and like that's where you get into like, well, you have one really, really strong list. For me, it's called Grandma currently. And then you pair it with one list that will be like, when you bring Cold Grandma and X, do they really want to play into X? So you like bring a really hard school like a gun line like Gunny Two. Well, if I happen to drop Gunny Two into something that doesn't want to see shooting, it's over. So like they have to be like, okay, I, I need to pair, I need to bring this. So yeah, yeah, of course that's the other thing. You can just bring a stupid bully list as your other list. So something like Gun Beyond Two make the, even if you have no intention of dropping Gun Beyond Two at any point, 
You can make them drop some, yeah, spend a bunch of their points on weird anti-gun tech to get around Gumby on two. And then you play your Madrak list, which has, I'm guessing, no guns. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that kind of works. Some of the, like, one of the, cl- one of the classics to do it with is bring, like, a double colossal list. Make someone freak out and bring their armor cracking and then be like, haha, it's actually loads of infantry. And of course, it doesn't always work and a more experienced player might see through that. But something like Gumby on two, you can... You can sort of tilt matchups in your favor by having a list, even if you literally never bring it out of your bag the entire weekend. 100%. So, yeah, I think hopefully kind of wraps it up. If I'm sure that spawns further questions. So, if you're listening, like, oh, you didn't really answer that, or I'd like some, I'd like to clarify this that you said, get in touch. We'll try our best. Um, but, yeah, also, again, just check out that line of sight podcast if you want to look at a more general advice on how to list build because i think they're (laughs) they're more kind of they plan things out better than we do i guess we're just like shooting from the hip they 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 plan episodes well so yeah check it out let's take another question so mapadabe uh he asks do you think that champions have reduced unit choice variety in the themes they're in less champions too good but other options are not able to differentiate themselves or have a strong niche and also, do you think that the super prevalence of champions is an exploitable weakness in the current or potential future meta? John? Uh, so I've said this a while. Like I've said this a few times, in, like almost every time we bring up champions. They are our key unit we come to. Um, they are the strongest hidden unit. Uh, probably most durable now because the same with Bond. They've gotten better since the CID, which is kind of stupid. I wish other models came up. I've mentioned that before. Um, but yeah, I think champions are probably a niche now like we need like we feel like we a crutch i guess is a bigger we kind of need them like it's a crutch like they are hitting hardest hitting um i, I think you put champions in every theme that you play them in at the vod storm of the north and um banner heroes you have one unit and champions minimum because in each of those themes there are ways you can extend our threat ranges and having champions threat 10 instead of 9 is pretty big. Or 12 instead of 9 is even better. Like, just ways you can extend them is really good. And you can fix their power, fix their accuracy. They're just a really good workhorse. And they they punch up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, are they explorable? Are they, do they have a weakness? Um, what do you think about that one, Tom? Yeah, they absolutely have weaknesses. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, we talked about Death Archons a lot recently. Death Archons are going to be really good into them, and there's not much you can do about that. Void Archons also really good into them. Anything that, like, they, they're not 100% reliant on their tough checks, but it is a real nice thing to be able to tough them, and so anything that gets around tough checks is kind of a problem. So one thing you brought up is Void Archons. Um, you can at least do the Archon to Void Archon. Right, so it doesn't get like a a teleport and all that stuff. It has to kill something. So like that's that's a cool thing. Like Voyarcons are not as scary as Death Archons because Death Archons just have to hit you to stationary you. Even though if you do any Archon it, they still hit you, and it's like still three dice power fifteen to your armor eighteen. So they're still dice off three on the average of three dice is what eleven. So they're doing average of eight damage per champion, which is just a kill on a champion. And you only can spread so much before you have to actually like roll these tough checks. So it's really, it's really, they're really hard to deal with, and you need to figure out ways to deal with a death archon, and at least yeah. you bring champions in. 
And that's another option. You, that's another thing you guys think of. So, yeah, definitely. Um, I think the other thing is that they they have to clump together, so it's kind of predictable where they're going to be, and they are uh, not overly fast melee units. So if your opponent has ways to slow them down, I mean, thankfully they have relentless charge, which is really cool. But that they can potentially get kind of like a bit bottlenecked and that sort of thing. So there are weaknesses for sure. But um, going back to why we like them so much, though. I think the other thing is they're just an independently good unit. Like they take buffs really well, but say in John in your Gumbion two list in VOD, Gumbion doesn't bring anything for them, um, but they still make it into the list because they're just independently good. So yeah, I think that's a big thing to be said for them. They're best melee survive melee survivable list. Best survivable melee list. Melee unit. There we go. That's better. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have, and like having them in my list, like with Gunny 2, provides my Gunny 2 list that survivability past turn three or four. Because now I have five champions that are still like heavy hitters to heavies that are trying to jam my shooters. And POW 12 or POW 13, because I have the stone, weapon masters do get work done. Right? So. You just roll dice and <laughs> dice happens, and sometimes you crack that armor. But as for the question about them having reduced unit choice for the themes they're in, I think, yeah, part of the problem with trolls is that they are in all the themes apart from Creel Company, I think. No, oh, not Power Doing as well, yeah. But in especially in our three most popular themes, they are in them. And so, yeah, they're going to, I mean, they're going to show up. But as for making other units obsolete, um, you, I think you, you you don't usually see a list that's all champions. You do sort of see double champs, but in Ventures of Junior, you'll often see a unit of champs, but then you're going to see Barrage teams and Pharaoh Valkyries often alongside them. Same uh, Band of Heroes, often bringing Long Riders or Fenblades, Stone in the North, Long Riders or Bears. So it's not like they're the only unit of, the only troll unit you ever see. Looking at VTC though, there was 25 lists and only 14 champion units. So it's not like they're in every single troll list ever. And yeah, you can definitely play lists that don't have them in, mainly the sort of gunline lists, but also some beast prick lists. Okay, do you want to pick a question, John? Sure, we can, we can do this uh, first time poster here, Dad. Uh, Longish time, tail end mark two, start mark three player. So you've been around for a while, oh, the same as me. Um, I have so much, so much trouble with stuff, but I think that it's a haphazard and wishy-washy that I am not getting it seeing the best potential and synergies with what I have. I would be greatly appreciated and any advice on what I have going well with each other and have some reasonable good lists. Okay. Well, so no, basically what you need right now for a, for a starter list is a stone, right? Both ways, so you can play whatever whatever BOD, Storm of the North, or Power Dunia, or Band of Heroes. Um, you need what the typical beast now is like a pyro with xx um or pyro x because pyro is now replaces the mauler unfortunately um you need <laughs> champs in all three of those themes maxine and champions with scaldi i always try to put scaldi on because the eight extra box is really good and scaldi is the one that gives them the uh tactician rule or whatever um other than that no you go you get that stuff in room bear is huge if you're not in vod 
um, caster-wise, throw a caster in there and just start playing with that list. But you know, synergies will come. Synergies will happen based on your play style. Um, if you like the range shooting stuff, there's synergies we have now. Um, if you like being melee up front, we have that. If you like a lot of units, we have casters for that. If you like beast heavy loadouts, we have casters that do that as well. So like, you really just gotta pick out, pick what you want to play, and kind of like throw stuff together, and then eventually synergies will come. Um, synergies will come off your based off your local meta as well. If you need like a light control, you'll throw a light control in there. If you need like a acid troll, because there's a lot of constructs and they just hit hard, you'll throw acid troll in there. You'll you'll find what you'll need um, by just playing reps and just try to keep to a single caster for as long as possible. Yeah, that's really good advice. And play that caster as much as you can, even if it's in different themes. I always try to play a list ten times before I change make a change. That's a really good point. Yeah. Then after those after those changes, be like, hmm, okay, I need this over the last ten games, and then change. Like that rune, the runes of war list I made with Gristle One and Pod with all the rune shapers. I made one change to it in a hundred and some on games I've played with it, and that was because the CID came out and they got better. So I lost some whelps and gained a Dooney Knot. Yeah. So that's the only change I made to that list since day one. So like, just play it, reps. Um, synergies will come. Um, but yeah, no, definitely post some pictures. I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming some of that stuff's painted. So post some pictures, please. Yeah, no, I think that's that's <laughs> the actual best advice. Is don't f if you're not getting the results you want at first, it could be really tempting to go, oh, it's my list. I don't have the right synergies and try and change it up, but just stick with it. Even if it's not totally working, play with it for a while until you really see what is working and then you can change, like change it to make it a better list. You're not throwing away the good stuff because it's, you know, you, like, if you're just changing your list all the time, you might pass out on good stuff, which is a shame. Our Discord is really good for people talking about lists. Everyone loves to talk about lists. So post your list on there. People will help you to kind of cut and refine them. And that's really good. Um, uh, like I love this question. Um, what's the best way to operate the Krillstone and fear management and movement? Do you fill it up first turn with your caster and run? Or do you use Awakened Stone first turn then hoof it with Boomy 3, assuming you have hoof it? Um, both my lists have hoof it. Um, both my lists usually put hoof it on the stone first turn unless I'm playing a certain matchup or table. Um, table is pretty big as well, so if you can get champions up the middle table behind a wall first turn, then you hoof the champions behind a wall. And then you protect them. Um, stone. I usually always walk it first turn and do Awakening Spirit. Um, using Cold Grandma, I usually put down three clouds turn one if I have, if I need to, and then I put the rest into the stone because, and then she has Owl Wisdom. Um, so the stone's usually on three, minimum of three usually, because clouds are five, or three clouds are five, and then you can put two in the stone and then Awakening Spirit for one. And it usually gets one back, right? So it's like, so it's at three usually. Um, so that's pretty good. And then the following turn, I usually fill it up more. Uh, you can hoof the stone. That's pretty good. If you're not playing two guns, you don't need to be far up the table. You put as much as you can without taking the risk to your army into the stone. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is you don't always have to put up your stone or return one. I mean, especially if you're going first. Don't always. I've seen. Correct. I've seen players just 
yeah, throw up the aura because it's what you do, and that muscle memory is good. But if you actually don't need it, then you're wasting a point of fury. So just don't. Um, yeah. Counter that if you're in Storm in the North. I feel like you put your aura up plus one speed all the time, so your armor gets to go faster. Hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, also, cool trick I've been doing a lot of, and it happened in my last VTC game. Um, if your caster is short fury, you can pull it off the stone in your maintenance phase. That's true. You can. So if your stone's already up, like say five, because I play a min stone, and it's nine inch aura, and it's like late game, your caster doesn't want to cut because you know you're in that really very close game. I'm like, I'm pulling two off the stone, and I want to put it on my caster. So now she's full, and the stone goes down to three, and it doesn't matter if it's late game because everything's probably so close to each other. It doesn't matter if you need an aura fire or not. So that's that's another thing to. A vet player like me, I've started using quite a bit in the last month and a half, two months, is pulling out the stone. Interesting. Um, it's, it's really good um, flexibility as well, instead of cutting, because you don't want a fragile warlock like old grandma mm -hmm. take a couple of hit points, and then all of a sudden, when it comes to their assassination run, you lose because of it. It's true. Um, great question. One of my favorites. I like it. Oh, this is a fun one. I'm from the same person, actually. We know about Colgrimmer and Gunny too. What are some other good dark horses in the faction? What makes them dark horses? Yarl uh, uh, is a huge dark horse. I think I've proved that at OTC. Um, Magic Bullet can just be abused. And if you abuse Magic Bullet in today's society with solos like Scythe and uh, Harlow and stuff like that, they're taking POW 12s and they die to POW 12s with Magic Bullet. So abusing Magic Bullet is pretty big, especially with if you get paired down or you get paired into like a, a riot quest full of models and stuff like that. Um, another dark horse I think would be uh, Madric 3 right now. Um, not a lot of people are using him. Not a lot of people are seeing him as a good caster. But I think he can be really, really strong in today's meta if he has the right loadout. Um, and then I, I want to say... Uh, like Magic One, I'm not sure if it's a dark horse, but it's not represented at BTC. But Magic One currently in VOD is really strong, even though his control is only 10. If you know how to play with a small control area, yeah, weirdly, I think Calandra, I think, is one that I'd like to throw in there. She's just really good, she can play yeah. any of our themes nope. really good, just like because fixing dice is good in this game, <laughs> you know. What else would I put in there? Rag um, Ragnar's not dark horse, no, no, well, he. People are just not playing them. Yeah, that, I think that's true. Yeah, uh, you, he. I think, give it a few months, he won't be dark horse. He'll be one of our more, po more, our more popular casters. But yeah, for the moment, I it, agree. it is. Um, Gristle two, I still like my Gristle two KC list, where it's just like death. Like when he can knock things down and shoot it to death, it's really good. Um, I'd like to throw um, Grim two out there as well. Like. Gunny 2 is obviously the gun line we're all fawning over at the moment, but um, Grim 2 with that snipe feat is ridiculous. He's still really, really good. Um, elite tech playing with sluggers makes him really good. <laughs> he does! He does. I've talked about it a bunch of times. It's well, like, yeah, people laugh and you're like, when you work out what a unit of sluggers with Mirage on them can do on his feet turn with Brug, we're talking about a few components here, but they put out an obscene amount of damage. And yeah, people will laugh me like, haha, sluggers, until you like delete half their army with them. So. D3, man, I hate it. When you've got a bunch of them, though, it's it's less important. When you've got five guys each rolling a D3, you can be like, okay, they're going to average out around two apiece. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, those are some of the... A grim one. 
Grim One's probably one of my favorite casters. I played him so much back in the day, and just right now I feel like no one's given him the time and money. I feel like his feet is really strong in the meta. Um, I feel like he can up. He might be able to play in VOD right now. I haven't really looked into him much, unfortunately, but I really think VO, um, Grim One could be a dark horse here if someone can unlock lock a list for me. I feel like looking at him now, though, he has like, obviously his feet is amazing. But then everything else about his card is not fantastic, really. He's like, I'm not sure we care about our knockdown spells so much right now. Mark for Death is just worse than some of the other similar effects we have in the in uh, faction. Like, and then Wheel Secrets we can give out Pathfinder quite easily anyway. Amazing. Like uh, Wheel Secrets on, on the stone is amazing. On the amazing <laughs> on the stone. Uh, I guess it's it's so good. It's got me out of pickles so many times. <laughs> Because, like, you have all this heavy-duty train. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I want to make you go bottom. I'm like, that's fine. I want to will secrets my stone <laughs> and you walk through the forest. Let's go. Fair, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it could be... I think Grim One can come back. And I feel like uh, his gun, magical gun, is really good still. And just the new Impaler with him could be really good. I think it'd be easier to say the casters that I'd say are so, like, sub-Dark Horse. So I think... That list is probably like Borker one, Gristle one outside the Rune Shaper list, Doomy one and two, Hoggle two, and Madrak two. I think they're the ones I would say are not even Dark Horse material. Even Gristle one, the only list I can think Finder in is my POD Rune Shaper yeah, list. Yeah, if it wasn't for that, I'd put her in that list too. Yeah, uh, I think I think she just goes in it because it's the only list I can come up with. I hate Hoggle two there. Um, with Barry bringing it to the VTC, I've been like trying to figure out lists with him. Do you remember last time when we had Ben on? We were talking. There were two players who'd brought really wacky lists. Like one guy had brought Madrak two, and I can't remember what his pair was. But he brought Madrak two and another list, and then Barry had brought. Oh, you know what? Let me get the lists up. We're talking about this time, like uh, Hargo two and. Gristle 2? Yeah, so, yeah, someone had, yeah, that was it, Gristle 2 and Hoggle 2, and then somebody else had Helga 1, Madrak 2, and we were talking about how they were just these really wacky lists. Those two players are playing against each other in round one. Oh my god. How I exciting! I, if, it must be streamed. I want to watch these games. It's gonna be amazing. Like, I gotta watch this. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I've not spoken to any of them, I don't, so I don't know when they're gonna be playing or anything like that, or, yeah, but I... Phew. I'd, I'd, you know what? I'd love to do a troll, a trouble scrum episode where we just stream that. So I'll, I'll get in touch and see if we can make that work. I think that Barry is Barry in the UK. Yeah. So I'm not sure about where Corey is. So I don't know what sort of time of day it'll be, or indeed if it may have already even happened. But yeah, I'm so excited. The two wackiest troll players are playing each other round one, and that's beautiful. It's funny they got paired up against each other. Love it. I won't give it to uh, Horgo two if he drops it. Hawkers is just gonna blow up the world, um, but yeah, no, those are some some of the dark horses right now. Um, I'll take one more. This is a fun-filled one. We'll take one more here. What do you want to pick? Um, so I think one was re- retribution execution is about to hit the scene. On paper, look pretty amazing. What are your ideas in tackling them? I want to put a pin in that one. Like, I really appreciate the question, but I feel like whenever we try and theory it, those theories often end up wrong. So I'd rather wait. Maybe a month or two until we've actually seen them on the table, and we'll see. But it's definitely, they're definitely on the radar, I guess. And I'd like to talk about it when we've actually 
They won't, they won't be out for the VTC, will they? So they're not going to be anyone's list at VTC. No, uh, they yeah. won't be. So I guess sometime after that. So yeah, let, like let's cycle back to that in a month or two, and we'll talk about them for sure. Uh, Cogram and VOD. Let's talk about that one. Okay. Yeah. That could be nice and quick because Cogram can play anywhere, and I feel like I've I've been pushed. I've been actually looking into Cogram and VOD recently. I'm seeing how much you can do. I guess the f- cool thing is Stone and Melvin and Mayhem. Um, I think that's a big thing for uh, POD right now. Um, also though, like you can bring all the other fun dudes like Brosh and Ryan, um, all that stuff now because like Hunter's Mark with them and having a cloud wall to protect them is really good. Um, I'm not going to lie there. So I think the big thing that is possible in VOD, which isn't possible in Storm, is the Dunian knot as a requisition slot. That like that she'd get so much done with that Dunian knot. There's quite a lot of positioning to do with her because obviously she can't arc in VOD, but the Dunian knot makes her already amazing spell ability. Well, you can't arc in Storm and Norris, so what's the difference? No, that's true. But the point is you can bring the Dunian knot in POD and she can hang back in the triangle and then arc through Morgan to get the bonus. Whereas here you have to get Cole Grimmer in the position for the assassination and also get the prayer circle around her, which is going to be kind of tough, but doable. Um, that's a really good piece with her. And then the other good piece with her is Leadfoot and Threads. Threads. Yep. Yes, there we go. Um, plus two inch on that assassination run. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I think it is really good. I think it's worse than Storm, but if you're talking from a minion's perspective, which is what the question is, then... Yeah, I think it's totally a viable list. I think you definitely you can definitely play Kograma in Storm of the North, and you bring like the uh, just the friends. You bring like the Rosh and Brian. You bring Melvin and Mayhem. Um, you get some shooting threat with them. You can get barrage teams with her. Yep. Like now you're like like kind of like a semi shooting gun range. And you have obviously you have your Union of Champions because you got to bring Union of Champions because that's your melee melee threat. Um, but like. Having, um, you can bring champions now with Gutter and the Wasted because they don't, your uh, Archon doesn't take up your slot because it's a free, free slot. So you're like talking about like Gunner and the Wasted champions, uh, barrage teams. I don't think you like the, the minions units are just not there, but the minions war beasts are there, like a Roadhog. I the thing like, is, I think with her, you're going to want as many immunity cold models as you can. Like, not to a ridiculous extent, but like, I mean, those champions would have Scaldi with them anyway. But bring Scaldi and the champions so they're immune to cold. Bring the cold stone because. No, I don't think you bring the cold stone. No, you, you totally do. Because one thing about Cold Grimmer is you are always threatening the assassination to about 95% of casts in the game. And if the game goes badly, you can go for an assassination run. And also, you got to keep you can keep them playing honest because your assassination runs so good. So by not bringing a cold stone, nah. you're massively weakening your assassination, and you're losing that whole aspect of her kit. Um, and then plus the fa- assassination run, though, you need that plus one speed to get up there. Yeah, that's the other thing. And yeah, and you're you're giving your Northian champions plus one speed. And like I say, I think her the battle group I really like with her is Brawler, Basher. Pyatrol, so two of them are Northkin anyway. Um, and so the stone's giving quite a lot to your list. I just think it's totally worth it. I think if you don't bring the stone, then a lot of casters go from being scared of her assassination run to not really caring about her assassination run. 
And even if you never actually do it, they they can just play around it and be like, I don't care, you can't assassinate me. Oh, so I see. I would build it like it was a little different here. I would be bringing like, I'll be focusing on her hundreds mark applying, and then going from that to um having my war beast do my work. Okay. Um, so what like, would your battle group be? Uh, Roadhog, Warhog, Roadhog, Warhog, Roche, well, Roche Brian, and then a Pyro Troll will be in there for the extra, um, extra pow. Or you could bring the Axer instead. Because, like, now you're, um, is it a Roadhog that dials up? No, it's the other one. The Warhog's the, one that hits harder. Yeah, the Roadhog. Roadhog dials up and speed, right? It dials up oh, sorry. Speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So now that thing threats so far currently, and like you get a free charge, like you just go nut downtown. You can have Melvin Mayhem in this list if you had like a Gobbler Chef on the side. This <laughs> then you can have a Max Union Champion. Like I'm, I'm, I'm building the list as I'm talking here. But I feel like she can play really good. I'm just trying to like build as many mini units as possible here, right? Just to, <laughs> and then you have Smite. Yeah, you have double Archon, you have Leadfoot and Treads, uh, Boomy 3. Uh, I can't fit Galdur the Wasted, though. That makes me sad. I would like Galdur the Wasted in there for Champion's Guns, but I guess you have a Clywall, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, I think you'd be okay. So the list I would play, and you're going to hate this because there's no Boom Hollow 3 in there, but let's just put a pin in that. Oh. Colgrimmer. Colgrimmer with Brawler, Basher, Pyatrol, Leadfoot and Treads, um, a Swamp Gobber Chef with Malvin and Mayhem, Rosh and Brine, Double Dunian, General Brug, a Dunian Knot, Minstone plus Northkin Elder, Champions and Scaldi. So you've got a bunch of immunity call models that are going to be triggered that you can target her sprays at, so you can get your sprays in perfect places. That's fair. You've, you've got two really wide, two really long threatening beasts that are independent of her control area or her resources, and I think Rosh and Brian, you're not often going to be able to make them go even further with the Hunter's Mark. And that uh, Brian can get free charges anyway sure. if he's injured, which you can injure him yourself. You won't stab him in the back with a gobble chef or something stupid. Um, yeah, I, I like it a lot. I don't think it would be... Because what I really like about Storm is, apart from having all the tools she wants, you can use bears to force people to play central. 100%. Like bum- bumbles to force people to play a bit further back and then just fight them in the middle. And so you're going to lose out on that. But I guess you can kind of use Rosh and Brian to be, and Malvin to be kind of still forcing people into positions, even if it's not the same as the threat from the sides. But that's yeah. what I'd be playing. I think she has play from a minion's perspective. I, th- I think you can definitely work her into your pairing. Um, the problem with that is you're just kind of like trying to figure out is it better than a Gunny 2 VOD? Gunline, or like uh, as Azo with champions, uh, but like that's I guess that's your problem with minion pairing right now. That's what, you, or if you bring in like a whole bunch of Gator Man who died of shooting, you can bring you can bring Cold Grandma now, and that protects from that protects your off list from shooting. So like, so it, it fills your holes for gaps for, for guns. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know enough about Minions as a faction to know where she fits, but I'm sure that there are places she wants to fit. Yeah, maybe as a gunline answer, and I think that's where I'd go. Yeah, but yeah no. I think Troll Player is not going to bring her in VOD, really, but Minions players, no. yeah, absolutely do it. I think you can, yeah, for sure. Excellent question. 
Can we fit one last one in? From, in fact, again, from Octantis, same question, same person. Nice, nice and be a real quick one. Do it. Let's do it. I want to ask a question for the next one. I'm wanting to take a pig-centric list to, to troll. I know it may not be anywhere near viable, but would be fun. Any unit solo battle engine that has at least one pig model is fair game. Caster isn't restricted. How weird can we get? I, I, like, I don't know. This is all you, Tom. This is, this is questions you love to answer. <laughs> I do. I think the you're the only warlock you're going to be able to bring for so it's not a pig warlock so sadly we're going to have to have at least one troll in there um but it's going to be grim too he has two pigs which is i mean the other casters who bring pigs are borker one and doomshaper three but um uh, I grim think two has yeah because then most of the pigs have guns so i think you're going to play it in let's go for vog oh you can go vod yeah get me uh, yeah yeah like not a lot of difference in model selection for the two of them. So let's bring... Um, can I... You know what? I, I'm going to try and avoid the Creel Stone. It's going to be a gun line anyway, so we don't super need it. Let's go with a big old unit of pig bushwhackers because they do really like his snipe. Um, let's go with a unit of burrowers because they're funny. A min unit of lookouts because mark target outside of his feet turn is kind of cool. Um, war wagons have pigs on them, so let's take a pair of them. Filling the whole points quite a lot. <laughs> I'll take a bomber that has a pig on its back, and then I'm going to cheat by taking a pie troll. In fact, I'm going to take two pie trolls. That's not pigs, dude. No. Those, well, there's a there's a little drop those two and put a put a blitzer. I'm not putting a blitzer. If anything, I'm putting a second bomber <laughs> in there, and then that gives me oh, that gives me three points now. If I took the two pie trolls, I could have spared four points for General Brug. Oh, actually, you know what? I've not. I'm going to drop one war wagon. Because I need a few other bits. Because the pigs are going to want their. I've not got lead foot. Oh, you know what? Actually, hang on. I'm not taking my requisition cards. So what Tom's so trying to put... say is he'll get back to you on this. <laughs> no, I'm. I, okay, I'm so close to being done. Um, <laughs> okay, so I got Hunter's Grim, two troll bombers because John wouldn't let me bring pyre trolls, two war wagons, lead foot and treads, and one pig tank. Max bushwhackers with UA. Um, Max burrowers, min lookouts. I've got three points left, so let's max those lookouts. It's not a good list, but it's a whole lot of pigs. <laughs> oh, you can actually take double bushwhackers. Because those, with with Grim 2, both those units of bushwhackers are going to threaten 24 inches. In fact, you want to threaten 26 inches with Mirage on them. I think maybe that's it. Best around with, that's, that's the bones of the list. Maybe switch out one of the war wagons for a second full unit of bushwhackers. It won't be good, but it will be funny. <laughs> We did. We did the question. Man. We got it done. <laughs> um, yeah, round two starts next next weekend. Um, this podcast should be out before round two. Yeah, it's on Tom's shoulders, not it is, mine. But um, yeah, yeah, do my best to get it done. So yeah, um, and we'll keep you updated with everything we've mentioned in the episode. It's been a bit of a crazy time for us at the moment, but that's nice to have stuff going on and stuff to talk about. So yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll catch you really soon. All right, guys, take care.